As a syndication attorney, this is the second most common problem that I see happening, not only with people who I meet with for the first time, but it's also the problem that I think is definitely under a lot of scrutiny by regulators on exactly how they can be fixed and address this problem. We're gonna go through that problem. The problem is solicitation that occurs with Regulation D Rule 506B offerings. Just as an aside, that number one problem is when people just assume that it's not a security, that what they're offering, they are making investments with private investors who are going to be taking on a passive role and they're saying, well, it's friends and family. That's number one problem. It's not correct. It is a security. It needs to be either registered with the SEC or fall under an exemption like Regulation D. But let's go on to the number two most common thing that I see in this series, this seven-part series on how to stay out of trouble in compliance with both the SEC and state regulators. This is what it looks like. There's a Regulation D, Rule 506B offering, because someone wants to include non-accredited investors in their investment. They don't know everybody, and that is the, where the problem lies. So we're gonna talk about solicitation, how that works, what the problem is, and what the, what the real rules are about it, and then we'll put that in the context of how to be in compliance with the SEC. So let's go to a whiteboard so we can outline things a little bit easier here. So what is solicitation? Well, it falls under rule 502. 502, but I thought we were talking about Rule 506B. Yes, it does, and 506, uh, Rule 502 is where we have in Rule 502C, as it relates to Rule 506B, just for manner of speaking, um, because what, it's, what this rule says is any kind of offering, except as provided in Rule 504, B1, which no one really uses anymore. So let's get rid of that. Or if it falls under 506C. So what does that leave us with? We're not doing, we're not really talking about rule 504 and we're not talking about rule 506C. That means we must be talking about 506 so we're talking about Rule 506B here. So we've heard different things about, well, you can't advertise, you can't do this, need to have, uh, they need to be people who are known to you, people in your network. Let's put it all in context. The rule actually doesn't say explicitly that you need to know everybody. However, what it does say is the following. So there are two there are two examples that are given on what is uh, what is solicitation. So the first set of examples is 
an advertisement. A article, a notice, a uh, that is in uh, like a newspaper, a magazine, uh, or similar media. or TV, or radio. Now this just kind of shows how lawmakers really aren't that up to date, because this was, uh, I mean, we revised this whole section much later. Come on, who's really doing this anyway? Uh, who's really advertising in the, in the newspaper? Actually, a lot of people do advertise their 506Cs in the newspaper successfully, but that's not really what we're interested in. Most of the time, people want to know about what about the web? And social media, right? I mean, that's what most people are going to as their first talk. But rule 502C is really saying that this is general advertising but it it's includes this. It's not limited to just this. It's really anything. So I think this is the similar, I think any regulator would agree that uh, if you put it on the web or social media or TikTok or YouTube or whatever, we're talking about something similar. So that is definitely a general solicitation, right? The other example that they give uh, actually, the, we'll go to the other example in just a minute. Let's talk first about what we mean by putting it, uh, putting this advertisement out there on the network and what you can and what you can't do. So when we are advertising and when we're soliciting, so a general solicitation means we're making a public announcement to the world. We're putting it out there where anybody could find out about it and come to us. What the SEC is trying to prevent here in Rule 506B is they're trying to prevent people from putting together syndications and funds by just broadcasting it out whereby they get non-accredited investors. Because the thought is this, if you could put a net out there that is broadcast totally out loud, but we're able to bring in non-accredited investors. Those non-accredited investors don't have as much protection. So that's the main interest of the state and the, and the SEC, is protecting those individual non-accredited investors. If you're broadcasting it out, there's no one watching your back. So compare this, compare this to, rule, uh, to a Regulation A offering. And a Regulation A offering all the documents are put together and it's given to the SEC who reviews it and, and uh, makes sure that it is, uh, that there's enough there that an investor, a non-accredited investor could go in. That's why the, it's okay to advertise on a Regulation A offering. And it's okay to uh, have non-accredited investors in the same one. But under 506B, it would be completely uh, abnormal. It used to be, 
506C originally didn't exist. It used to be that the only kind of ways to market, uh, to market a Regulation D was not uh, on, uh, was no solicitation of any kind. So actually allowing solicitation to occur under 506C is totally new. It's, it's very different and brand new for us. Whereas 506B is, is been there for, for pretty much since the get-go. And under 506B, now we're trying, we were trying to say, okay, if, if you know, if you have this relationship, then you could do it. So that brings us to this, well, the establishment of the relationship issue, right? Because if you can't do a general advertisement, then there's only one other conclusion, right? That the investor had to have come to you through another means, right? Meaning that you knew them. So you weren't making a general solicitation, you were making a very specific solicitation. Brother-in-law, are you interested in investing in this? Very clear cut, very directed, it's to somebody who I know is well already within my network. That's the difference. So that's kind of the overarching thought about why you need to know them. Now, this is definitely 100% not to say so I am not saying this at all. I'm not saying that you can bring in investors who a friend of a friend of a friend knows because you're not making a direct uh, communication with them. That's probably not okay. Now, it doesn't specifically say that in the rules, but once it starts getting reasonably removed from you, it stops looking a lot like uh, like it starts looking more like some sort of general uh, solicitation or some attempt to get around the rules. I think it's definitely the best possible advice that I could give you is if you're gonna do a Regulation D, Rule 506B offering, you only solicit to people that you already know. So it's not a general solicitation. It's a, you go to them, to the people that you already have a pre-existing relationship with. It's clear cut, you've already got the relationship, I know all these people, I'm putting this offering out there, right? So that's clear cut. Where people start bending the rules is always, well, how do I have to know them? All right, and I get this question a lot. How do I have to know them in order to bring them into my offering? You know, what about the friend of a friend? You know, can I do that? And by the way, I wanna compensate my friend of a friend. We'll deal with that in the finder selection later. But for now, that's probably not okay. It probably is outside of the rules because it starts looking like a general solicitation where if I'm relying on people that aren't me to go and talk to other people, even if they're not being compensated, that starts looking a lot like some sort of solicitation. So that brings us to our next part, our next example that the SEC gives us, or actually the, the lawmakers give us, on exactly what to do with, uh, or exactly the most common way that used to exist, and still pretty darn common uh, in order to uh, build the network and find investors. And that is a seminar. 
or meeting. So what happened at first is people would say, okay, we cannot, we cannot do a solicitation, but here's what we're gonna do instead. I'm gonna put out there, hey, come to my meeting and we're gonna talk about real estate. Now people would show up at this, at this meeting, I'm just using real estate as an example, it could be anything, investing in businesses, uh, investing in notes, whatever it is. So people would show up at this meeting and it wasn't really about that. It was about, let me tell you about this investment that we're working on and, we, and you can come in that way. So this rule very specifically under rule 502C subpart two says, okay, hold on a minute here. Whenever there is a seminar or a meeting where there's been any kind of advertisement. And I'm not gonna go through the exceptions because there are a few exceptions, but they're actually very very rare. So, uh, so there's, if there's been this sort of solicitation of, hey, come to my meeting, but at that meeting where I'm basically selling that's not okay. That is a solicitation as well. So these are the two ideas. Uh, solicitation is, uh, you know, no advertising, no doing this fake seminar thing in order to actually advertise. This is something that the SEC is very, very aware of. And this, this is something that every, every regulator knows is going on to a large extent, that solicitations are happening, uh, that it's happening, you know, and people are being sneaky and clever. Now, there's only so much that the SEC or any state can regulate it, but people are going to get caught and people are going to have major, major penalties as a result of it. The odds of it, of getting caught and it happening, I predict, and this is a prediction, I predict it's going to go on the rise. I think as the economy changes, as people start investing more and more into alternative investments, and these things pick up even more than they are today, because I think that the alternative investment horizon is extremely bright, but that's another topic for another day too, about why public markets are failing investors. But the private market, these uh, alternative investments are gonna do great. And they're going to do a lot, and they're going to make investors a lot of money. And they're gonna make syndicators and fund managers a lot of money in the, in the very near future. I mean, they already do, but they'll make even more. And what's going to start happening is that, that hunger for investors, for non-accredited investors who can come into the offerings people are just going to be more and more frustrated when they're trying to put these deals together because they want more and more of those non-accredited investors. And it's understandable that they do. I get people in my, um, you know, that we, just, we talk to every day who are put, trying to put deals together. And a lot of times it's, how can I make this work where I can have non-accredited investors, but I don't have, but I can make this happen. And 99% of the time, these people are actually trying to just do a good thing. They're trying to, you know, be the Robin Hood, like the, the 
the stock trading platform of real estate or something for the non-accredited investors, for the every person, for the for the people who aren't uh, who don't qualify for that. It's very noble. It's it's a great thing to do. It's just it's not within the rules, and the regulators know this. And the whole point of the rule is to protect those non-accredited investors from not from these people who are trying to do a good thing, but from the people who are unscrupulous and will take advantage of them. And so how can the state regulators and the SEC monitor this more? Well, there's going to be a lot more investigations and there's going to be a lot more things that starts happening as people start digging deeper into, well, what's actually going on here? Now, I've seen this happen firsthand. So I have a client who was putting together a, uh, a Rule 506B offering. Before they hired me, they had put together a Rule 506C offering and had put it out there as well. Now, that offering actually never happened. And actually, the, the both two offerings, we changed everything radically and restructured it and, and put it forward because it was much more. There were, there were technical problems about uh, the assets that they wanted to actually acquire weren't, weren't available. They were real, uh, real estate assets. And it turned out that, the, that they just didn't want to go through with it and wanted to repackage it. So nothing happened. But under that Rule 506C offer, they were testing the waters. They were putting, they put some advertisements out there. Well, the state, one of the states, one of the 50 states, a state regulator had seen that ad and they were concerned about it. So they thought maybe that they were advertising a rule 506B offering. So they wrote my client a letter and said, please tell us everything you can about this offering. Now, this wasn't the offering that I did for them. This was actually a 506C offering that was actually done, but they didn't have an attorney at the time who knew to put that sort of thing, make it very clear that it's a rule 506C offering, only accredited investors, then independent verification, blah, blah, blah. So they didn't know. So the regulators didn't know. But they, the point is that they were watching and they reached out to my client and said, okay, what about this? And tell us about every other offer you have going on. Because then, as they did an investigation, they started hearing about the other offer that I wrote, the 506B offer. I don't know how it came about. Oh, I know how it came about because we did a uh, we filed the Form D on it ahead of time. So they they saw that they looked up all the deals that the that my client had done. They saw that there was also this uh, this uh, Rule 506B offer. And they wanted to know about what went on, who were the, how many investors did they have, what states were they coming from, what, you know, what was the money, uh, why didn't they receive notice? Well, the fact is, is that nothing, there hadn't been a sale occurred, so it was okay that nothing happened. But they were watching, and I think they're going to be watching more and more. You see a lot of advertisements of these offers that are out there, and it's kind of hard to figure out whether it's Rule 506C or 506B. And so, but it they'll make may make mention of a state. Hey, we've got this great multifamily property in Texas. Hey, we're going to be doing oil and gas in uh, Louisiana or wherever uh, in North Dakota. The states are also looking and monitoring it because they're concerned that their, their citizens are going to be taken advantage of. 
So they're going to be watching and they're going to increase the level of investigation. Now, the SEC today doesn't proactively investigate until there's been a lawsuit, but they could change their mind. They could decide to be more proactive about it, and they may. Certainly, the states can, can do whatever the states want in terms of investigating it. They have a right to not only uh, make sure that they get noticed, but also to investigate to see if so, what's going on. And I predict that's going to happen more and more. One thing I've also noticed is that people are putting together what they're saying is, oh, we're testing the waters and plan on doing a Regulation A offering, where they're not trying to do a Regulation A offering. As soon as you submit to their tell me more about this investment, because it says specifically for non-accredited investors, you can notice that, oh, this we're actually not going to be able to do the, the Regulation A offering, but we are doing a Regulation D Rule 506B offering. Uh-uh, that's not going to fly. No regulator is going to let that slip. I predict that all the people that are doing that are also going to get munched, um, and rightly so. They're trying to skirt the rules. Again, just like I discussed in the first video of this series, regulators are very smart people. They're great lawyers. They really are. And their job, their mission in life is to protect the public. Don't try and get clever. Just follow the rules and everything's fine. Their rules are wide enough for everybody to be able to raise as much money to do whatever projects they want to do. The rules are there to protect the public. And by complying with the rules, we stay out of trouble with the SEC and the states. We're in compliance. We're doing better for our investors anyway because we're complying with those rules. I mean, how awful would it be if one of your investors loved what you were doing? They just loved it. It was so amazing. They called you every week. We're just like, oh, you're the greatest person ever. But someone else was unhappy, and then the SEC stomped on them uh, because uh, they were you did something that was wrong. And now the, the person who, who loved you, they're out also. Their whole deal just fell completely apart, something they love. That's why investors get hurt by this as well. So I hope this helps. That is about solicitation. So solicitation of Regulation D Rule 506B offers. It's happening out there, but it doesn't need to and it shouldn't. It is against the rules. And uh, it, when we say no solicitation, bottom line is no solicitation. That's all the regulators are asking for is to follow that very simple rule that you follow Rule 502C of Regulation D Rule 506B. My name is Tilda Muschietti. I am a syndication attorney with the Muschietti Syndication Law Group. If we can help you with your Regulation D Rule 506B offering or your 506C offering, feel free to give us a call and let's talk about your project so we can make sure that you are in compliance and that ultimately you're successful in putting, raising the money and bringing what you want people to invest in out to the public uh, so that people can invest uh, make money, you make money, everybody wins.